This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the podcast where if you ask us what we're into, it's trying our best. My name is Alice Vaughn, and with us I have my co-host, Yvette Dontremont, a.k.a. the Cybabe. Yvette, how are you doing this brand new year? I'm trying my best. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing wonderful. How are you, my darling? Uh, new year, new day, uh, new catastrophe waiting to happen, right? <laughs> and of course, we're recording this a few weeks beforehand. So who knows? Maybe by now I'm immune to COVID. It's possible. It's possible I've already licked a stranger. These miracles could have come upon us by now. I'm so excited. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Who knows? I'm really excited about this year. I'm at least less full of dread. <laughs> Well, I would like to be more full of dread. Hey, <laughs> there's like we can't say the word dread on the show without bringing up our our favorite um mm, well-endowed uh male porn star just saying. Anyways, who is he? Oh, Dread, uh so he has a massive member. That's his porn name is Dread. Yeah, yeah his balls are named Fear and Loathing. <laughs> <laughs> He slid into Alice's DMs uh, after a clip of her had gone viral. And the first time I saw a picture of it, I like, and there was a woman, you know, attempting to mount uh, dread. I was like, my God, it's larger than her forearm. She's a champion. Ginger, they've gotten bigger since we were making films. You know what? I've seen photographs. I've seen porn. And I, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know how the girls are taking them. I, it's something I, in the water. I don't know how the girls are actually fitting them in there without it being painful. And sometimes two at, at one time in the same hole. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. We have two incredible guests today. We have legends. We are starting the year off with not one bang, but two bangs. We are starting the year off with a supernova of bangs. We are so excited. Two Hall of Famers. Woo! That's us. We're so excited to bring you. Christy motherfucking Canyon and Ginger motherfucking <laughs> Lynn. Oh my God. That's how we're starting the year. I am no more harbinger of doom. This is how we're starting the year off. It's wonderful. We are honored to be your first guest of the year 2021. You're popping our 2021, Sherry. Oh, oh, and it feels so good. <laughs> I know. I can't. Uh, we're finally here, though. We've And you two have been on my show a few times. It's high time that you got Ginger and I on your show. Right. And by the way, I always love talking to you, Christy, because in your off time, you're always doing something just like myself, but you're doing something, you know, within your industry. So like last time we were prepping for the show and you were pre-recording like OnlyFans voicemails. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> To let our audience know, we had a little bit of an audio issue when we were trying to get this started uh, last week, and so we we had to reschedule our recording. And while we're getting ready, Christy is recording her outgoing uh, OnlyFans. Like her, uh, thank you, Dave, for ordering a clip. You're gonna love this this <laughs> pussy smashing clip that I made just for you. I'm I'm like, oh my god, she is amazing. <laughs> I love her. I want to grow up to be her. Just oh. can you please? record my voicemail. That's all I need. I just want to follow you around for a day. Just experience the life of Christy. Cause like, it's just, you just have this all so under control. And so just, it's all Christy's world and we're all living in it. Like we're just, Oh my God. I wish no ginger knows differently. I'll talk to ginger. I'm like, I'm in the worst fucking mood right now. Blah, blah, blah. She, she's like my wife. She gets to hear the nitty gritty. I get you all the get good the stuff. Candy. This is kind of like the relationship with me and Alice. People see the stuff from 
the outside and they're like, how do you do it? And I'm like, you don't know how many pills of clonopin I take to do it. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of chemistry that makes this all manageable. Speaking of chemistry, it's mostly Adderall. Ours is the red wine. Do you fart in front of each other and just, you know, <laughs> we do and crack up. Because we spend a lot of time together. I, I think we're door open shitters at this point. <laughs> we're at that point in our relationship. Like we're, yes. we're if we're not there, like we, we will be next time oh we're in the God. same part of the universe. You know, it's just. We're definitely way beyond yes, that. Ginger, oh. Ginger, you have to tell the girls about when you were here last weekend. And we're both like, we haven't had a good show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit in a while. <laughs> So I'm spending the weekend at Christie's house oh my God. and neither oh. one of us has had a good poo in days. And we're, we're just having coffee and talking I'm about so it. I'm so sorry. So we decide to go to the grocery store and I'm not going to go in. So I go in my pajamas and a friend of Christie's shoes that are about a size 12. So I'm at Ralph's in pajamas and I went up to these, Christie went to get something else. And I went up to two young girls that worked at the store and said, do you have at or where do you keep your enemas? And they looked at me like I was an alien. They had no, they had no idea. They literally said to me, "What is, what is an enema?" Oh, oh no, kids, you will find out one day. In the middle of the store, in front of like everybody, what's an enema? As loud as they could. Oh my god, so embarrassing. Wait. Hold on. Mm. What grocery chain was this? Was Ralph's? this Wegmans? Did you say oh, Ralph's? Ralph's, Christy? It was your grocery uh, Ralph's. store. Ralph's. Wegmans and Publix would not have failed you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they first of all, they didn't know what it was. Then the girls, I had to tell them what an enema was, that, oh, you know, it's a man. bottle with water and liquid and you put it up your butt and then, you know, it's for when you can't poo. So I'm explaining this whole thing to oh these two God. 16, 17-year-old girls who are looking at me like I'm insane. And they're like, women's products are down that aisle. And so I go down and I figured, well, they didn't have enemas. So I bought douches and I had Christy's shopping bag. So oh I, I had the, the douches in the shopping bag. Christy had the groceries in the grocery cart. Wine. I was in charge of the six bottles of wine so we get a 30% discount. <laughs> That is friendship. Uh, and then I forgot and I walked out without I walked out without paying for them on top of it. Oh the icing on the cake though, Ginger. <laughs> we looked like total homeless. homeless. My Pete, I was wearing a flowered shirt with like cheetah, uh, not sweatpants, PJs and slippers. Then the best part was as we're walking out with free douches to use as enemas, the six pack of wine in the tote bag so everyone could see. You had the open bag of tortilla chips that you... Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I'm eating tortilla chips as I'm shopping. I am like the Walmart girl at Ralph's. I just have to tell oh you. And yet, to us, it was totally normal and acceptable behavior, which is why our show on patreon.com slash you let the girls out is so magnificent and perfect because oh that's who we are. We're like teenagers again, you know? It's like we're constantly having a, a slumber party. So yeah. Like you two talk all of the time. Christy and I take things to the next level. We talk a lot. Our show, you can listen to it, but you really want to watch it because of... <laughs> <laughs> you need to just strap a GoPro to yourselves. Oh, that's a great idea. 
This is just what happens when we let adult porn stars go feral around L.A. This just this, <laughs> this is the behavior. It's so true. Like, then we go over into Beverly Hills. One of her friends oh, bought forgot. us lunch, and there we are looking like something the cat dragged in, going to this really expensive restaurant, getting our to-go bag in the pajamas. It's just oh my god. We went home, ate it all, opened the wine, and we're like, let's try out the douches. In our butts. Can I suggest not doing that? It's not the same material. In no, the it's hard to get it in, and it's worth oh taking God. it out. And the nozzle it doesn't the nozzle? It's there's a bulb at the end, and so the hard part. Jagged. Yeah, it's a jagged bulb. So it, here we are lying on the floor, both of us with our right <laughs> leg up, our left leg down, talking, talking like there's nothing to each other. <laughs> Answering only conversation, answering only fans. Helpful hint for anal cleansing with Ginger and Christy. It was hysterical. And and then in in the end, it didn't work. So can't find a real enema. Don't try a douche. And these are things that not only do we do in real life, that would be something that we would have tried on our show. Yes. And as we're laying there going, Let's try coffee enemas on our Who Let the Girls Out show. Let's oh, try no. that next time. That sounds like a terrible idea. I hear that can screw with your your fun. Up. Just, uh, I'm just saying, I, I hear bad things. We've, oh, we've, done, we've it. done them before. Oh, they're they're it fine. Beautifully. No, they were really cleansing. They were very helpful. Oh, I my. Felt real peppy out there. I had a kick in my step and oh, I was, my. yeah, hit you tit. I'd seen, you know, one of those My Strange Addiction shows. There was a girl who was like, yeah, I go through like 12 coffee enemas a day. I'm like, girl, maybe just what? go to, I'm like, maybe just go to Starbucks. Wow. Like, That's obsessive. That's, was she anorexic or something or had the like, model? No, it wasn't even like, this wasn't a person like striving for like whatever the feeling of like that instant like absorption of the caffeine through those tissues was. She was, a, <laughs> she was, she was feeling it. I get it, but that's a little too much. But yeah. no, we did try that. And I think that we are going to do it for our fourth season of Who Let the Girls Out because it's things that people hear about and they want to kind of try it out, but they're unsure. We'll take it on. We'll take one for the team. And if we're okay after, like, may I suggest do not put more than two ice cubes up the pucker hole at a time. So there's a two pucker hole cube max. Two cubes max. Well, they start to melt together is the problem. And then you've got a big chunk in there. And it cut me up a little. Remember, a little blood came out. Yeah, it's it's just not a good thing. Okay, so uh, ice cubes, not good for anal ice sculptures. Um, <laughs> but one thing I did want to mention is that as far as enemas, I'm actually just backtracking for two seconds. I'm not surprised that caffeine actually would have put someone's pep in their step because I've heard of alcohol enemas because it's a faster absorption of Ooh. alcohol intoxication because Christy, alcohol is... <laughs> well, it's absorbed directly into the bloodstream. So, right. you know, a coffee enema would do something really similar. Well, you know what I'm thinking, Christy, since we've already done the coffee, let's try the other. I like that. Is there a pot enema yet? I'm sure someone's done it. I have a friend that just gave me a pot candle. And when you burn it, there's there's marijuana in the candle. So you're burning your house, reeks and smells like marijuana. It's made from, he grew too, way too many plants. And so his mom is making all of these products. She gave me pot hand sanitizer, pot chapstick. <laughs> 
hot candles, <laughs> pot lubricant. This sounds like the same problem my mother-in-law has of just too much pot. Don't know what to do with it. <laughs> oh my God. Who would have thought that anyone would have that problem in the day? I think it's a California exclusive issue. This is not happening in New Hampshire where they're like, okay, I still need to lie to my doctor about my glaucoma to get a card. Yes. Oh, yes. really? There's probably other states like Portland, Oregon's pretty open and Seattle. Yeah. It's definitely a, a West Coast more thing, I think. Yeah, there are some places where it's easier than others to get completely legal access. Like last time I was on the East Coast visiting my mom, there was nowhere out there that had dispensaries that had anything. Like now, Maine, you can, with a medical card, get it. And four miles down the road from my mom's house across the border in Maine, there was a dispensary. I'm like, what? What, what has happened to the East Coast since I moved out here? So, <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah, it's wonderful. I'm just when I just I can't wait for it just to be fully legal federally, so there's no more of this bullshit. I know. So you ladies are industry legends. So let's talk about that for a second. So when did you guys get into the industry? Ginger, you go first because you started first. Well, I'll, be, I'll start before my first filming. I got into the business in August of 1983, and for the first three months, I shot for men's magazines almost daily. I kept my journals and there was one month I did 28 photo shoots in one month. Wow. Shut up. For three months, I did nothing but post for men's magazines. And the first thing I ever shot for was Penthouse. So it was pretty exciting. And from there, three months later, I was on the island of Kauai with about 35, 40 other people making my very first porn. I had script approval. I had cast approval. I was paid the rate that I asked for. It was fucking amazing. I was 20 years old. I turned 21 while I was filming my first movie. And for as far as the sex on film goes, uh, the first thing that I shot was a sex scene. And it was with Jerry Butler, who was a very good looking man in the day. He was one of the few men that actually worked out. He was buff and really good looking. He was very charming. I'm wearing a red dress, which is actually my prom dress. Oh and we finished the scene. Everything's great. Now it's time for me to do dialogue. And I have one line of dialogue, which is leave me alone. And I'm supposed to be running along this dirt road, jogging. And the guy comes up on a motorcycle besides me, you know, starts flirting with me. I'm supposed to tell him to leave me alone. For about two hours, all I could do every time they put the boom over my face was laugh. I couldn't talk. I could fuck on film, but I could <laughs> not talk on film. Oh, You'd no. be perfect in the gonzo today. <laughs> oh, man. Just stick some dicks in her. That is so funny. Ginger, you're not going to believe this. And I can't believe it took us 36 years to be on the show together. In my first video, which was a loop for Swedish erotica in September of 84, October, November, November of 84. The first scene that I was in for Swedish erotica, loop number 57, I wore my prom dress too. You did not. Oh, man. On my, I got chills. Oh, I never knew that. I, I wrote didn't... about that in my book that I was sitting on the bed in my 12th grade prom dress going, how did I get here? <laughs> how did I end up here? Oh my God. I've got that in my book. That's so weird, Ginger. My story is a little different. I think the first two months I did layouts as well. Right. Jugs. Penthouse was in there, but it was also like jugs and velvet, hustler. And then I think after the second month is when I did the first scene. 
It was a scene back then. It wasn't a real film, those loops. And it was at Billy Idol's old house in the Hollywood Hills that we both know. That at the time was owned by the Herbalife people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I was, and you got Jerry Butler. Guess who my first one was? Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh I'm sorry. And so there I am at barely 18 in my prom dress. Oh, going, no. I have to fuck. How did I get here? Oh my God. Like that's, that was one of those moments where you think, can the world just have the worst earthquake in the, like the big oh. one come right now so I could leave and not be like in trouble, you know, that kind of thing. But I got through it. And then the next day I was actually shooting in sand Canyon with this girl right here. My second scene was with <laughs> Ginger and the world looked sunny again. Aww. It was like, oh my God, what a change from the loop. It wasn't a bad experience, but I was scared and it was a weird situation. Like the producer was screwing a girl in the bathroom and like it was running. Like I just kept thinking, ah. why, how did I end up here? Next day I go to work, Ginger's there. I'm like, game on. This is where I need to be. You know, like it was just day and night going from the loop to the actual film and Ginger was there. Loop, dark, Ron Jeremy, beautiful, sunny Ginger Lynn. And it just, <laughs> thankfully at all, you saved my career, Ginger. I, I knew that I was your first girl, but I didn't know the horrible experience you had the first day. So it was a rough day. It really was. It's a crowning uh, review of Ron Jeremy to say your scene with him was, I got through it. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a description of, of get of a porn legend. I got through it. I, I don't think anyone would say anything more than that. <laughs> I guess like if there was a Yelp of people, then, you know, that would be his top review. I got, I got through, through it. it. <laughs> I feel that could be the name of this episode. Ron Jeremy, I got through it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I've seen all of his other work and knew eventually he would come. There would be a finish to this. It would be fine. <laughs> If you ever see that scene, I swear it looks like someone has a shotgun to my head. I was like, oh, sweetie. There is a porn that I will always bring up. And Alice probably knows already what I'm about to say. Uh, the Avengers. Yeah. China. It's an Avengers porn parody. And China just kind of looks somewhere in between bored and uninterested and kind of the not good pain where she's riding on yeah. top of someone. And I'm guessing right. your expression mirrors that. Like, uh Oh, the director kept saying, Christy, hissing it, trying not to get on the boom above me. Christy, open your legs up. Oh, but there's Ron trying to pry them open like there's a, a fucking bear claw in there. <laughs> I mean, if there was a bear claw in there, you know he would have found it. Oh, he would have searched. But I, I got through it, and you know what? It wasn't horrible. I could have walked. No one was holding me there against my will. And thank God I stayed because it turned out beautifully for me. Yeah. Still, a second review of Ron Jeremy. I got through it. <laughs> yikes. Yikes, I yikes, yikes. <laughs> I survived that dick. Both, you know, the dick and the human. <sighs> oh, so that's pretty much it. And it was great for me as well. Ginger and I always say how lucky we were to be in it in such a beautiful era of the business. It was great. I have no regrets. We really were. I had so much fun. We were in it in my opinion, in the best time possible to be in the yes. industry. It was illegal, but yet it was cool in Hollywood. I think at the very first award show that 
I didn't get to go to. Dino De Laurentiis was there. Our award shows had the big tables and, and the champagne and the dinner. And it was a really big deal. Yes. We had red carpets that we went out to. There were caterers. I didn't like to eat when I was filming, but I would always be hungry. So I would always ask for artichokes to be on the set. Because that way, you know, there's, you just scrape a little bit in your mouth and your teeth. There's not much food. Uh, we had makeup artists that took care of us. I had an, an assistant that took care of me. It was just a whole different time in the adult film industry than there ever has been, ever will be. It was the golden era. And Christy and I are so fucking lucky to have been in it when we were in it, you know, and, and 36 yeah. years later to still be best friends. And we do our only fans together too. Like when I go there or Ginger comes here, we'll shoot together. We'll shoot sex scenes together. And then we'll be like, okay, Ready? Send. And we upload them at the same time she does hers, which is Blame It on Ginger. I'm Christy Canyon 1-1. So we just like, we work well together. It's not like, well, I want to do it first or blah, blah, blah. You know, like we just totally get along. You know, minus the sex scenes, that's pretty much me and Alice. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Oh, without the so. sex? Yeah. Now, one of the things that I've always done up until the last 10 years or so, if I had a friend, whether it be male or female, Starting from about the age of, let's say, 18, if you were my friend, I ended up fucking you. It was an extension of the... It, I did. It was an extension of the friendship. You already reverse friend zone. Exactly. The difference between me and Alice is that I like I do fuck women. And Alice is like, she's either going to stay as straight as they come the rest of her life and never even kiss a girl, or she's going to go hard lesbian. Like, there's no, there's no in between. I've for kissed her. a girl. Oh. Have you like kissed a girl though? Like, was there like. No. Yeah, that's like, like, like a little like <laughs> does not count, my dear. I mean, have ah. you like, have you thrown some mm into it? Like, that's what I want to know. No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm just saying you just need to find the right woman. Yvette, you're very much my type. What? <laughs> Ginger, I'm I, 12. I, it's, it's, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying like, oh, yeah, you're stuttering. Oh, like Yvette, I do have I a stutter. Would, I've never heard you stutter I, before. I have a stutter, but I can control it most of the time. I'm just saying, Ginger. You didn't control it for Ginger. <laughs> well, no, it's because I realized I was about to say my address and we can't bleep that out for Exotica TV. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, you, Ginger makes you nervous. You're going to laugh about this though, Ginger. When I told one of my housemates that we were recording uh, with you, because, you know, my housemates know about the podcast. It rarely makes my housemates go, ooh, when I say who we're recording with. One of my housemates was like, wait, Wait, Ginger Lynn? I've, I've definitely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> My housemates are going to be listening to this episode. <laughs> so ladies, you guys were, you say, in the golden era of porn. And here's the thing. There were budgets, you know, there were people on set that took care of you. Now it's totally different. The good news is I find that I think now performers can have more options. You know, yes, it's more easily available to get into the industry and you have more streams of income because before you guys had to rely predominantly on just the studios. So now, you know, if you don't want to work with the studios, you don't have to. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, I mean, there's pros and cons to both eras. So what would you say are some of the things that, I don't know, I mean, was it the budgets or, you know, the ease of, you know, people taking care of everything? What do you wish could come back? Yeah. What do you wish could come back? The respect for the talent. Ooh, what? 
That went away. I'm on Vivid Radio every day, and I do hear the horror stories. When Ginger and I started, there were two agents. One I never met. He had the B talent. And then Jim South, who recently passed away, Mm -hmm. the most honorable man in the world. He wanted us to succeed. He never pulled any punches. He never said, oh, it's a girl, girl, and you get there, and it's 10 guys. And he was Johnny on the spot with everything. He was amazing. There are agents out there now that the girls, from what I hear from the girls, and I'm not going to say names, they have to hook, they have to blow the guy. They they have to, have to, have to, they feel to get the job. So no, the respect is definitely not there like it was in the 80s and the 90s. From what I'm hearing from the girls, that I would like to happen again. You hear of the girls that get there. And there was a huge uh, public case, Nikki Benz, who was working for a company. It was all on her Twitter. I'm not outing her. She goes to the set, you know, a big set, and the guy rapes her on it or whatever the story was. And don't quote me, but she sued the company. I mean, it was bad. She sued them because she wasn't treated well. And you do hear of those stories now where, Ginger, correct me if I'm wrong, you never had that in the day. You knew what you were getting into. You knew who your co-star was. If they had to cancel, they'd call you. Who do you want us to fill them in with? That does not exist across the board. Yes, there are definitely still great companies out there, but 10% are good now. Like, it's just not what it was. There was honor among us. There was absolute honor and your word meant something. And I do hear of girls suing companies and not being treated fairly. And it's on their Twitter. They're out and everything. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything that's not out there already. I'm not even going to name the companies, but no, some of the big hitters were accused of, you know, bad behavior on sets. What do you think changed? It got so big. It became a business. Yeah, there's so many. There used to be, when we were in the industry, there were maybe, this is probably a larger number than than it really was, 50 people. Max. At the most. When everyone knows everyone else, it's easier to keep accountability. Yeah. We all knew each other. We all slept together during filming off camera. We were kind of (laughs) before filming. We were this big. You were your brother's dick's keeper is what you're saying. (laughs) Exactly. We were these outlaws who were just, you know, I was 21 years old having the time of my life. Yes. And one of the things that will would never be able to come back that I wish for the sake of the girls and the guys in the industry one of my favorite parts of our day was the camaraderie. Yes. You know, everybody no did look out. out for everybody else. Everybody else liked each other. Yep. They were all nice to each other. You know, you didn't necessarily want to have sex with everybody, but most, most you did. That's <laughs> sad that that's missing now. I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really know a lot of the new girls in the business, but I don't see the, the love that like Christy and I, and a lot, all of us from the old days, we see, we see each other and it's like, you know, we're still Nina nice Hartley, to each other. Yes. Herschel Savage. All of them. T-Real just sent me a, a text the other day asking if I would do uh, an OnlyFans with him. Oh <laughs> the last time I saw him, oh my God, we had, it was some big porn party and we, we were at this club and I so wanted to fuck him. I it just... Hot. And so I ended up grabbing him and taking him into, they had one bathroom. It was really bad. <laughs> so I take him in there. We're in there for 20 minutes. People are banging on the door. People are yelling. <laughs> they were so mad. T-Reels got me bent over the sink. We're just going at it. That is one of the sexiest men I have ever met in my life. 
no one else talked to us for the rest of the night. That was in the, <laughs> the line. And who cares? And who cares? <laughs> it was worth it. 90% of them, Ginger, probably aren't even around anymore. So it was worth it. Well, hey, we could have just done it on the dance floor, which I've done that too, but only with girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But other than that, that's one thing that I wish that would come back. But there are great things about it now. And Ginger and I are so lucky that we've got to go through every phase of this business. Who would have thought, you know, 30 plus years ago that the internet would be around and that you could own your own content? And there's such a great platform out there. And I mean, that's the kind of the trade off now, because once upon a time, it was like you had to go through all these gatekeepers to get famous with it. And that's probably where that respect level came in is, hey, you had to climb these ranks. And now it's like, all right, anyone can come in, throw a few clips onto OnlyFans or onto, you know, Patreon and deem themselves porn star. And it might be what lowered the respect level. And I say this as someone who I'm internet famous. I'm a micro celebrity. Um, I say this as someone who diluted the ability to get famous by getting, you know, crawling up there via memes myself. Uh, So like that's part of it is that I think, you know, the thing that made it easier for some people who who wouldn't have otherwise gotten past some of the uh, the barriers to entry is something that's giving you guys extra income, you two extra income streams and a lot of other people extra income streams. But it might be also what what took away from that respect level because of that. You're not even able to survive in the adult industry today as just a performer. There may be a handful oh, yeah. of people that do, but the beautiful thing is there is the internet. There are all of the other avenues that we can promote ourselves on, that we can own our own content. Yes. And I noticed that a lot of the girls, since we went back on radio a few months ago last year, because the pandemic I think that the pandemic is going to change the adult business across the board for the talent. It's helped them all. They've all realized I don't need those companies. Oh yeah. I survived yeah. and I survived better. So if you want me, my rate is doubled. I want lunch delivered. This is going to be the turning point where if a girl takes this business seriously and wants to be taken with more respect, they better ask for exactly what they want because the companies know now these girls didn't need us for six months. That's a really good point, Christy. It could be a return to some of the good things from the golden age of porn. Very well could be. Don't mess with me because you know what? My OnlyFans will take care. And I think that the pandemic was tough for all of us last year. It oh, yeah. definitely made us all survivors. But the ones that figured it out, there's other avenues. I don't need to put up with your shit anymore. And I think it's going to be a good thing for the performers. I really do. I agree with you, Christy. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you can make the content on your own and if you can make as much, if not more money with your own content, as opposed to, you know, bending the will to whatever studio. And let's be honest, you guys don't even make royalties off the films. Ginger and I did. Oh, wait, what? We both did. From Vivid. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you guys should hold a, a, a seminar at one of the award shows or expos and be like, let us tell you a time, children, of the days where they, <laughs> yeah. where they paid us fairly. We got royalties from Vivid, and I think Tori Wells did, but I don't know anyone else that did. I think it was you, Tori, and me, Ginger. Are the only three that got it? Yeah, um, I don't think they all did. I think it was just a select three. Yeah. Because you never hear about that ever nowadays. Yeah. Your pussy is so good, it's incorporated in making royalties. Damn. (laughs) And it was good because those royalty checks were good. (laughs) 
It was some good pussy. But no, they, uh, and then I got cashed out when everything went to catalog. The owner said, I can't pay you a royalty because I'm selling it for that amount. I'll make nothing. Do you want to cash out for X amount for each title? I'm like, sold. Nice. Took that check to the bank and never looked back. Yeah. And it was, you know, but no, the girls now, of course, how can you get royalties when it's almost all free out there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's really nice is actually how I, so I hate to say this, but you know, so Pornhub did the right thing for the wrong reasons. Exactly what I was thinking about. Exactly. So to catch our listeners up, because this is now almost a month ago as you are listening to this now. Pornhub, you know, there was that big New York Times article, which was funneled by, unfortunately, a lot of people who are anti-sex work and very religious. Uh, actually, one of the people who funded the New York Times work that Nicholas Kristof worked with was a group formerly known as Morality and Media. So the people oh. who used to call like Cosmo and uh, Force Illustrated porn, those people. Because when you change your name to being anti-sex, sex trafficking, yeah, people stop asking <laughs> questions about right. Jesus. Uh, uh, so mm. porn performers historically have wanted, you know, not only to own your own content, but, you know, no one wants their content stolen. Yeah. I mean, just like any other performer out there, just like any other creative, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, if you're a director, whatever you are, you want to get paid for your work. You don't want people pirating off your work. Of course. The same thing is has happened to porn that happened to music how many years ago? Right. Exactly. So MindGeek was for years able to roam free and build their business off of stolen clips. And that's it's hideous. Exactly. And that's the reality of it. And by the way, for people who don't know, um, there is a Model Hub program. The Model Hub program, the only difference between Model Hub and signing up as a regular user, because TGOM, we happen to upload the podcast to Pornhub, because why not? Are we verified over there or no? I forget. Yes, we are. Okay. We yeah. are. We're verified on Pornhub. My mom's so proud. <laughs> I have a master's degree in forensic science. I'm verified on Pornhub. I don't have a blue check mark on Twitter, but I do on Pornhub. I'm on Wikipedia and Pornhub. Woo! You made it. I'm on the Weather Channel and Pornhub, for real. (laughs) (laughs) But the only difference to be a user who uploads content versus a Model Hub person who uploads content is you have to verify. You have to submit a form of identification that you are who you say you are, and you have to take a photo with your username holding it up saying, hey, this is me, this is my username. So that way you can verify that that person is who they say they are. And the people who upload the content then can be monetized and paid for it, which is way better than letting any person upload content. I think Pornhub was ballsy not getting verification. It's amazing that it was allowed to go on for this long, given that like every every other platform that has video upload, they have the ability to let people submit copyright notices that you've stolen their stuff. And for whatever reason, this is, I don't know if people have not been able to do this on Pornhub or not, but it seems like there's just been such a deluge of stolen material that it's not like they have the capacity to keep up. You could file one. Yeah, I've got to make a point here. You know, everybody's talking about Pornhub and how they fucked up. What they're not talking about is Facebook over a three-year period self-reported 84 million instances of child sexual abuse material on Facebook. Not surprised at all. During that exact same period, an independent third-party company called the Internet Watch Foundation They reported 
118 on Pornhub. Pornhub is not this big, bad company. Porn companies are always under a, a bigger microscope than everybody else. I mean, that's the problem. Unfortunately, because it's sex work, it's going to be scrutinized more, whereas Facebook is not, unfortunately. Right. Here's the thing. I understand also, you know, coming from Pornhub, from a business perspective of, you know, allowing users to upload whatever content they want and putting trust in the user. Because here's the thing. If you're on YouTube, you don't verify every single user who's uploading content. Nope. That's just not a thing. Unless, uh, I mean, I don't know. Does YouTube have like top tier ranks for monetization where you have to verify? They eventually verify the user. Like after you get a certain number of followers, like eventually they, you know, there's a process, I guess, but they'll only allow you to get ads um, or like be submitted for their automatic monetization after you've had a certain number of hours of views, that kind of stuff. I mean, also at the end of the day, I mean, look, there's ways where we could say, hey, Pornhub fucked up when it came to X, Y, and Z. But also, I mean, when it comes to video content and technology and processing, I mean, we all know how easy it is for, all right, so maybe my content was pulled because I had it requested to be pulled because, you know, someone stole it or, you know, maybe it was revenge porn or whatever it might be. But we all know that if you want something up, it, it's going to be up. So, I mean, everybody here has definitely seen a video where it was a reverse mirror image and was re-uploaded of like a TV show or a film, right? Absolutely. Exactly. There's no way it's ever going to go away. They just close one loophole and 20 more open. Oh, yeah. It's just the way the internet is. Yeah. And it's had its great points and it certainly has had bad points. Yeah. People have been stealing content off the internet since there have been stealing content to the internet. And yeah, yeah. that's just how it's going to be. And having worked in the tech space, I mean, look, there are things that MindGeek and Pornhub can do to help limit and reduce those and remove it. But unfortunately they're just not perfect systems and you still need human reporting to come into place. So I know it sucks, but we're not at the place where we could just, you know, analyze stuff and just take off whatever we want because we already know before an illegal content goes up that, you know, it's not supposed to be there. There needs to be that human element. Right. In the end, Pornhub will survive because don't forget, somebody said that they started in the beginning making millions a day and they weren't even selling anything. It was all ad revenue yeah. that they made. So if they don't make money off these girls putting clips on their sites, guess what? They're still going to make millions. The one that will get hurt are the performers. They can go into the ugly Christmas sweater business and they'll make so much, so much. I mean, I'll be a customer every year for their annual Christmas sweater. I want one. Get Pornhub on the phone. I know. I do too. Allison, I should send you guys our Christmas sweaters after we're done. That way it'll be the, the sisterhood of the traveling Christmas sweater. You are so cute. You keep it. You, that is yours. You've earned that, it. Well, that and my dog has already like pulled a thread or two on it. It'd be very <laughs> weird to be like, here is my my sweater that my dog has already made his own. <laughs> so. so speaking of illegal content, so Ginger, I got to ask, I know that at one point that you were targeted by the IRS for not testifying against Tracy Lords. What? Yes. I feel I'm behind on like four threads here. What happened? So as for, fill our listeners in for someone who's never heard of Tracy Lords before. All right. So um, <laughs> I made a lot of films during a two-year period. I made 69 films. Seven of those were made with an actress by the name of Tracy Lords. In 1986, I got a knock on my door 
They said they were uh, from the district attorney's office. And I said, you must be looking for Amber Lynn. I don't even have a parking ticket. <laughs> oh, my God. Or Portia Lynn. <laughs> it's, it's, it Whoa. can't be Ginger Lynn. I don't do, I'm like the girl next door. I don't do anything wrong. And so I let them in. And I called my attorney right away. He said, don't talk to them. They wanted me to testify against 67 adult film producers on Tracy Lord's behalf. They wanted me to look at photos and identify people and say that they knew she was underage. And I'm 25 years old at the time. I'm going, what the fuck? And so I'm like, I'm not going before the grand jury. I'm not going to. Well, what they did was they said, if you don't go before the grand jury, we're going to make your life very difficult. Oh, my God. So I went before the grand jury. I have a very bad memory. I was not <laughs> able to identify anyone unless their name was Bubba or something. You know, I knew him by a nickname. And oh. nobody knew that this girl was underage. What had happened is she came out in, I'm not quite sure what year, 84, 85. Or late 85, because I quit in 85 and it was... It was definitely when I quit, though. So I'm going to say about 86. All right. I was late 85, early 86, uh, which is the same. 86 is the year they knocked on my door. And so I went before the grand jury. I didn't remember anything. I was of no help at all. And five years to the fucking day, I get a, another knock <sighs> on my door. And actually, it's not a knock on my door. It's a call from my attorney saying, you've been indicted by the grand jury. And I'm like, what? For what? I don't even have a fucking parking ticket. I've never, I don't break the law. I don't, Jesus. I've never done anything that I've been caught for that I shouldn't have done. They tried to charge me with tax evasion, but I paid all my taxes. So they eventually charged me with something called willfully subscribing to a false tax return, which basically means my accountant did my taxes, but I knew there was a mistake. So the entire thing was over 2000 $87.04. I was facing six years in federal prison because I didn't testify against these adult film producers. This wow. was their way of saying, fuck you and getting back at me. And I remember in being in court and the parade of adult film producers that had been threatened, either you come in and testify against Ginger or you're next. And it was the most horrific experience. That, I mean, it's a great chapter in my book. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but I ended up getting 750 hours of community service and three years of probation, including drug testing. So the end of the story, to wrap it up, that comes around is I was near the third year of my probation being over. I had done my community service. And I was supposed to be in Cannes for the film festival, which I was, but I accidentally ran into Charlie Sheen and flew to Vienna, Italy. And I was wearing an engagement ring from somebody else that I was engaged to at the time. And Charlie and I are out in public every night. We're out everywhere. We are partying. We are having a good time. My probation officer sees it on Oh, one of no. those news channel things. And so I get back and I'm immediately drug tested. I failed the drug test. I end up doing four months and 17 days in federal prison. Oh no. Um, oh no. I could have done six, six years, but it's a whole nother story why I didn't. Bringing it around one more little step. While I was in prison, 
the last few months, I was in what they call a halfway house. And it's for people who have done hard time in jail or prison. Ugh. And they're, they're trying to get back into society. So I'm allowed to leave every day to go to work. So my agent calls me, my mainstream agent. I do, I've been doing mainstream since 1986 and says, you've got an audition for this television show. And I'm like, yay. So I, I, I get out of prison for the day. I go to the studio. I walk in and Tracy Lords is sitting there. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, going to, I'm going back to I, piss in a cup in a few hours in, in jail. So and I just want to know, did you go to piss in the cup before or after you murdered her? I just want to know, like, was it like, did you put gloves on first to make sure you didn't leave any evidence? I want to know. We can always know. edit out the confession. So yeah, like, <laughs> don't worry. We have, of limitations. we have a really good editor. Statute of limitations has happened. Also, I do have a master's in forensics if you need help destroying the body afterwards. Let's just talk about this later. I think we may have something that we can help each other out with. I mean, I'll deny everything later to the grand jury. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> the good news is to bring this story full circle around, I refused to do the audition. I called my agent and said, I'm walking out and leaving because uh, there was one line of dialogue I said that I wasn't going to say, but the real reason was Tracy Lords was there. So my agent yells at me, tells me to go back in, get the role <laughs> and then quit. I went in, the role was for NYPD Blue. I got the role. It was nominated for five Emmys one three and I was the guest star. So nice. Long nice. story short, or long the silver story lining long. worked out. There's always a silver lining, Ginger. That was it. You got the role over her. Over her while I was in prison. And I would go back and forth from the set to prison every Amazing. day. <laughs> Another good chapter for the book. You have to the thing that Ginger and I have been able to do is to find the good in everything. Even if there's a bad situation we somehow get through it and then it comes back and we can profit off of it somehow. Put it in the book, talk about it on your show today, that kind of thing. Start our own patreon.com slash who let the girls out show. <laughs> Maybe we'll take that whole scenario, like living in a halfway house and reenact it on one of our shows. <laughs> well, this is going to be like the next VH1 show. It's going to be Christy and Ginger's halfway house. Like, fuck Dr. <laughs> Drew. I want Christy and Ginger helping women who are just getting out of uh, out of prison and need a leg up. Because I feel like you're not going to tell everyone that their problems were based on bad relationships with their fathers. Or if you do, you won't blame them for it. <laughs> and I would love to have Charlie Sheen guest star on that as a therapist. Let's be honest. Oh, that would be brilliant. Oh, Everyone would watch that. Tracy needs a cameo where something bad happens. We have to have her on as a guest. Maybe she's she'll be in the halfway house. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where her career is? Uh, what career? Exactly. <laughs> That's, you know, if that happens. Nowhere. In the meantime, I'll just throw out there. I've done four films during the coronavirus. So, woohoo. Nice. Two for showtime. How safe have you felt filming? I'm doing my, my first anything outside of the house in January. And I'm like, ah, I'm like I've been promised by the producers. Yeah, we're COVID compliant. I'm like, how COVID compliant could you be right now? So how, how have you felt uh, filming right now? Well, what I've done on, on every set I've been on, when you go in, you get your temperature taken every day, you sign a release stating that you have not been exposed to anyone over a certain amount of days. All of the crew are required to wear their masks at all times. 
the actors, it depends. Once your makeup is on, you don't have to wear a mask anymore because Mm -hmm. then your makeup will be gone. Yeah. And there's hand sanitizer everywhere. You're not allowed to vape indoors. You're not allowed to, there's just all the COVID rules. You know, you try to keep your six foot of distance unless you're filming and you're in front of the camera. The sets that I were on, every one of them was really safe and I felt comfortable. I don't want to get on an airplane. Me neither. But I felt safe going on to the set. Yeah. I'm I'm in a volunteer in the Johnson and Johnson vaccine trial. So I had a fifty percent chance in getting the vaccine and I'm very sure that I got the placebo. I had no reaction whatsoever. So I'm like, oh, I tried very hard. No vaccine. <laughs> so you got the vaccine? No, I'm I'm almost sure that I got the placebo because you had it's they half the people in it got the placebo, half got the vaccine. Uh and mm. there's some people who got the vaccine got no reaction, but a lot of people, you know, get, are getting for about a day, you feel kind of, you know, you feel a little feverish, feel a little, you know, yeah. under the weather and tired. I had no swelling at the site of the injection. My arm, my arm was a little sore, but you know, you got a couple milliliters of saline injected in there that could have done it. So I don't know if I got the vaccine or not. It might be the placebo. I'll like, they're going to unblind it eventually and probably give the vaccine to the placebo recipients before the rest of the general population, because otherwise we're going to leave the study first anyway. Like we're going to leave as soon as we can get any vaccine. So you are brave. You are so brave. By the time it gets to phase three trials, it's already gone through, like they at that point know that it's effective and safe and they're trying to see how many little side effects and how many other, uh, like they're trying to see how effective it is. Like they know it's somewhat effective and they know it is safe. And they're trying to see what all the little side effects are going to be when you give it to 30,000 people. And they're trying to see what the, uh, how effective it is. So at this point they found kind of, you know, what the general percentages of which side effects there are. And they know a about how effective it is. So that's kind of where we're at. So like I've I'll admit I'm scared enough that I wouldn't have done phase 1 trials. I might have if I'd had the opportunity hopped into phase 2, but phase 3 I wasn't scared of at all because then you know they're giving you a dose that's safe for any adult in good health at your age. Like so it's it I wasn't right. scared of phase 3 at all. What I think we need to do is in order to promote the vaccine, we need to americanize some of our promotions and marketing around it. And that doesn't mean that it has to be true because it's marketing. Um, But what I'm saying (laughs) is like, for example, we know that COVID at this point, like we have an inclination that it does cause erectile dysfunction. So dicks out for COVID. Seriously? Well, because it's a vascular disorder, you know how it can cause blood clots and strokes and whatnot. A blood clot in your could possibly make it not work anymore. So I'm just saying, gents, we I want your penises to keep working for you. Uh, so please wear Wait your mask. For me, for I mean, me. For, for us. Too. Look, look, I, I, well, look, men, men are men want their penises to work for selfish reasons. I'm just saying, exactly. I want this to work for you, gentlemen, and then for me. Uh, Exactly. So what if we just started some rumors around the COVID vaccines? So for example, we could say like the Moderna vaccine increases your libido or makes you want to suck dick more. Now, maybe that may not work well for men. The Pfizer vaccine <laughs> makes your makes your cum taste like chocolate. Oh, okay. I like that. I like there that one. That's a very good one. The AstraZeneca vaccine, it gives you bigger nipples. And- or just makes your nipples more sensitive. Oh, oh, I yeah. like that. And here's the thing. It's placebo. So people wouldn't like, they'd be like, oh, my nipples are more sensitive after the Pfizer vaccine. We need something for the clit. 
Yeah, what happened to the girls? The AstraZeneca vaccine helps men find the clitoris. (laughs) (laughs) What we're trying to say is if you have some good rumors about these vaccines, spread them. We will. We will definitely do that. So, okay, I need to hear, though, because you guys have known each other for, like, 20, 30-plus years. We want to like, know where our where our relationship is heading. Like, well, we need- not only that, <laughs> but I want to hear some crazy stories. Like, what are some of the craziest, like, Ginger Christy Lynn stories? Christy, ugh, <laughs> Ginger <laughs> is Christy Canyon stories. one human to us now. We We're all one person. <laughs> you know, we worked together on radio. We did Playboy Radio for about 10 years together. And Ginger, those have to be some of the more realist, like they're the most real stories and the most fun. Because on a porn set, there was still work involved, this, that, and the other. But we would go to radio together like we do now for our, our OnlyFans and our Who Let the Girls Out, where we are just like these little bratty girls that could do anything and everything. We used to tell our girl guests or guys if they were good looking, we have to do the the lipstick case and we'd make them eat our pussies. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd rate them how good they were. And we had a little baby blow-up pool in studio, one of those little plastic ones. And we'd just get in there and we'd make them go from one pussy to the next. It was and they'd... beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I miss a golden era of, of, of this. It's just... It was beautiful. Wow. No one said no. No one complained after. It was those kinds of stories. We had a, a Cinco de Pie Hole, one, <laughs> one Cinco de Mai Hole. Cinco de Mayo. We called it Cinco de Pie Hole. And we made nachos on Ginger Lynn's pussy. We put the chips, we put the cheese whiz melt, the sour cream, and then I would go in there blah, 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 and just eat it all <laughs> off of her. Cinco de Pie Hole. Do you remember that? <laughs> that was one of my favorite shows. The other one that comes to mind is, of course, the ping pong story. Oh what? my Wait, God, that's right. What I, happened? I already have a vision of what this is going to be, and I, I'm curious if my suspicion is. Please tell. See, my. So okay, have, wait, 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 wait. Before it involves. My, my story involves someone shooting it out of their pussy and that other person, like, whacking it with a ping pong. That was it. Yes. Well, Ginger was like, because uh, we had a guest on. Yes. We had a guest on, um, a beautiful Asian girl who was on and she could smoke a cigarette with Mika her pussy. Tan. She could make it down. Yes. She could shoot anything out of her pussy. So Ginger's like, I could shoot ping pong balls. So the next day I bring in ping pong balls and a paddle, like a ping pong paddle. Oh and I'm God. like, okay, Ginger, you put them in your pussy. I'm ready. Right. Ginger was always the one that ended up doing everything. <laughs> I was instigator and she was the guinea pig. So we put three ping pong balls in oh Ginger's God. pussy. Well, and no, we at, first, mom, at first we put, we put one in at it. We put the first one in and we didn't put it in far enough. And it just plopped out when I pushed. And right. then we decided to put the three in. And so we got them in there. And my thought is, I've got pussy control, baby. I'm just going to be shooting him. I'm, I'm, you know, just, and I've got my legs spread. Oh Christy's got the God. bottle. She's ready to go. Got the headband on, and, ready for action. The and, sweatbands on the arms. I, I want there to be I video did, of this somewhere. There this, is. There, there are there photos. Is. There's photos. There photos at our OnlyFans. It's under the flashback photos on both of our OnlyFans. Oh, my God. So now we realize that there's a problem. Ginger can't get them out that easily. We thought it was Mika Tan made a look like pouring water like nothing mine got stuck up inside i could not get them to come out i pushed them up 
too far inside. Too far. Oh my God. So then she said, Christy, get them out of me. Just use your fingers. Please get them. Now she was a little panicky, not bad. So I'm like, here I am, Ginger. I'm coming to the rescue. I squirt a big bunch of lube on my fingers, push my fingers in her pussy. And I'm like, I put too much lube. It's all lubey. I can't get a grasp so on anything. The There's no dryness. rolling around with oh, Christy's no, fingers. Oh, my God. But I couldn't hook my fingers around them because that goddamn lube kept getting in the way. <laughs> and in the meantime, my father, who never listened to the show, but always called in. My father oh, no. calls in and Christy oh, says to him, God. has Ginger ever gotten anything stuck in one of her holes? <laughs> no, you don't say this to my father. And my father says, yes. When she was, <laughs> when she was little, she stuck a bead up her nose and we couldn't get it out of it. We had to take her to the hospital. So oh now God. I'm getting, my dad's on the thought. I'm getting a little <laughs> bit nervous. I'm trying everything. Christy can't get them out. Marie, our producer, can't get them out. They're calling HR. We have a paramedic call in. I do like that you called HR when you had something stuck really deeply into your pussy. <laughs> like, is this an ace? Like, I, which department? I didn't make the phone call, but no. So I'm starting to freak out. The ambulance guy is telling me to go to the emergency room. I have a brilliant idea of taking the hose and sucking them out. Oh, God, no. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> they came out. Oh my God. Uh, we, but they didn't come out through the hose. No, what we eventually did was don't ask why, but we always kept a cat litter box <laughs> full of cat litter in did the you studio. Just squat so basically and just... I squatted on all fours over the cat litter <laughs> and I gave birth to the ping pong balls. Oh, no. I was pushing, I was pissing, I was shitting. The ping pong balls are coming out. It was so disgusting. <laughs> But it felt so good. I didn't have to go to the ER. Oh, my God. It was classic, classic Playboy with you and I. And that's the beauty of us. There was no camera. We did this stuff and we do it now for Patreon, although we do have cameras now. We do it because it's fun and people don't do these kinds of things. So we're like, you're let us take one. We'll take one for the team and let you know if it's an epic fail or a total winner. And you know what? We will take our downs with our goods. Sometimes they were the best. Other times we're like the ping pongs. Yeah. Maybe don't try this one at home. You know what I really like that we did? Um, I think season two of who let the girls out is no, it was season one where we brought in balloons and we did balloon play. But my favorite yes. part was where I put a balloon inside of your pussy and then blew it up. That oh was my God. so amazing. Yes. And I look down and I see this purple expanding in my pussy and I freaked out. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I did it to you all the way. You're, she's got the bionic pussy though. Her pussy <laughs> will take anything except strawberries and Alpo dog food. Other than that, it's Wait, fair play. Why do we know about dog yeah, food? I, I feel like this, uh, there's Christy, a story. Do you want to yeah. tell the, the, the Alpo story? Ginger, every Friday we would do like what's in Ginger's jar. And we, our callers would call in with different, for the day, you know, okay, A, callers would call in. Uh, and they'd say all these different foods asparagus, that started with an A. Uh, asparagus, yeah. apples. Well, we get to D and some yokel calls in dog food. Ginger's like, I love it. Dog food. So Ginger comes in with wet dog food oh the God. next Friday. We have her baby pool. We went through a lot of baby pools. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and she sits in the dog food. And she's like, 
Christy, this feels good. And I'm on the mic describing everything. And she said, it feels so good. And she shovels a big amount of Alpo in her hand and shoves it in her pussy. She's like, that feels so fucking amazing. So freeing. The fact that you're not supposed to do it. I love to do things that cross that line. And it was actually a turn on. To have what it. line is that? The grotesque. I don't line. know. I, I just the the smell alone. I think would would destroy me. But it's, it was no, awesome. I loved it. I loved it. But uh, I did. The show it, was it, sponsored by Purina. Uh, it was Alpo actually. <laughs> Science. Okay, and, uh, I couldn't. The problem was I did get a yeast infection from the dog food. See that that's what not, I expected. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. she was that Alpo and then strawberries. Those were the only two things, two things that you had an adverse reaction to. Yeah, which isn't bad considering how many hundreds of things we shoved up your hole. Well, and that was just that hole. We had the ginger <laughs> jar. We had guess what's up ginger's ass. That was one of my favorites. Where I would we would blindfold our guests and I would put something in my butt that they had to eat out of it—a tootsie roll. <laughs> A, and they would. And they would. That was the beauty. They never said no to us, you guys. They never said no. That is a powerful ass. It is a powerful ass. I put a turkey leg, a turkey leg up there for Thanksgiving one year. <laughs> oh my God. I've talked about this before. <laughs> about turkey legs up your butt? Yes. Specifically. Why? Did you try not, it? not of mine, but I, I've talked about it as like, this should be like a Thanksgiving video eventually. It, it's a thing. I've done it. Let's do it. Let's Let's do do it it again. Yes. Let's do it. Definitely. I love that. And then another time, Ginger, we had peanut M&Ms and we were in this little studio at Playboy because we were moving. So they put us in a broom closet for about three months. It was literally no bigger than a broom closet. And we had a mainstream comedian come on. I can't remember his name. So while we're interviewing this guy, our callers, before he came on, we decided that we were going to put three bags of peanut M&Ms up Ginger's butthole. So we're interviewing him and Ginger's bent over her asses in my face. And I'm asking him questions, putting those M&Ms. And he's like, what are you guys doing? And I said, oh, before he came on, we have to put in, you know, peanut M&Ms up Ginger's butt. And Ginger asked him a question, bent over with the mic and like not like it's normal to put fucking anything, let alone peanut M&Ms up someone's asshole during an interview. <laughs> So I'm putting him in, minding my business, thinking he's cute. I wouldn't mind fucking him. All of a sudden, Ginger's like, stop. And I stopped. We had an enamel bedpan in studio. She takes the enamel bedpan and shits out three bags of peanut M&Ms in front of a mainstream comedian. The stench in that little and she's holding the bedpan on her butt as she waddles out and I look at him and I said so now where are you playing tonight like nothing was wrong with what just happened like it was normal for a girl to shit during an interview in an enamel bedpan and so he looked at me and he said tonight at the comedy store and you know he's thinking what the fuck just happened and then at the end and anyway, I carry through she comes back toward the end sits down so anyway but we act like nothing weird happened never even addressed it, it. oh my god no. the joy <laughs> of shocking a male comedian oh my god he was so goddamn good looking so oh, he wait a minute. describe another- him I want to try finding out who he yeah. is we want to figure out if we know Tall, the guy he I think he was half black half white 
tall with that beautiful mocha skin, great looking guy. Go back about 10 years. He was phenomenal looking. I don't know who what his name was. We had so many, but I could hear him at the end going into his girlfriend in the green room going, babe, that was the weirdest interview that <laughs> you've ever been on. Me if I told you what happened. And he's right. I don't want people listening to think that all of our, our shows have to do with poo. Those are just two that came to mind off the top of our heads. Hey, some of them involve the vagina. There's no poo there. Exactly. But they were class. Those were the best because who the fuck does that kind of thing? Except for Ginger and I. Who does that? And then these interns had to clean up our shit, literally. They had to clean up our mess every day. And we went through interns like every month we'd get a new one. We were like the testing ground. If they could get through our show, Playboy would hire them. Speaking of testing grounds, we test toys out. And my Amazon wish list has all kinds of sex toys on them. Christy, I got the best. It's a strapless strap-on that I can do you with for our OnlyFans pages. When I come out in two weeks. When you come out in in a week from Monday. It's not even two weeks. God, where does the time? Yeah. The the new year is flying by, God damn it. It's going so fast. (laughs) I love you guys. I love, love you two so much. I'm so glad that Ginger and I got to finally do your show. I am too. I'm so happy. I'm so sorry about the last time it just... My equipment wasn't. It was the headphones. It wasn't I had you. Bad That's the, the other thing. We never yeah. take responsibility. It's always something or somebody else's fault. That's why my name on OnlyFans is blame it on Ginger. Because <laughs> normally, whoever did it, it doesn't really matter. They just blame it on me. <laughs> and she gets away with it. So why not? I had to go to the, the detention on, on our radio show when we would get in trouble the main guy at, at Playboy, I want to see you two right now, one o'clock tomorrow in my office. We're going to just, I'd be like canceling my nail appointment. Oh my, Ginger would come sauntering in five minutes before the show. I'd be like, Ginger, where were you? I had to go to HR to discuss this. Oh, was that today? <laughs> <laughs> I never showed up to HR once. Never. <laughs> I was always in there defending us. She's like, she gets away with it, but she does the hard work. So I let her get away with it and I'll pick up the pieces. At the end. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> literal pieces. I'm trying to figure out looking at you guys. All right. Which one of you guys is the me and which one of you guys is the Alice? And I cannot figure it out for the life of me. <laughs> I, if there's both. Like, I think there's like, there's crossover. It's like, there's not a one. There is like we've, we've met other lady pod partners that were like, ah, we can see which one of you guys is the Alice and which there's a, there's a direct one, but it's like, hmm, there's a little bit of Alice and a little bit of, of Yvette and there's a, there's a crossover. In both of us. Yeah. We go That's with the nice. flow. Yeah. Like on a, one of our episodes, we had Jack Lawrence on Porn Legend nice. and Ginger was like, I have a boyfriend. I can't jerk him off. So I'm like, let me add him. I grabbed that cock jerked. Remember like, but you couldn't. And I took, I did it and it was fun. No, the thing that I did, because I like, I, I've been loyal to my boyfriend for 11 years. I'm so proud of that. Woohoo for me. Um, but we had another guest in that he brought in something called sounds. Do you know what a sound is? No. A sound is a metal bar of, of a different length, a different width. They come in these beautiful books. They, they look like dental equipment. They're just a bar. They have a weight to them. And the weight's at the tip. The weight's at the tip. The weight's at the tip. And they look like a conductor's wand, like a metal conductor's wand. Like a small one. And so Christy held the the guy's penis. It was Jimmy Broadway. And I inserted the sound into his pee-pee hole. And 
Christy's holding the cock. I'm inserting the sound. And I asked, can you come with that? I mean, you know, I, cause I, I'm trying to figure out what the turn on is. So most guys do not want anything up their dick. So he said, yeah, I can totally come. So I take the sound and, and I'm just holding it. And Christy starts jerking him off and he tells me when to pull the sound out. And he comes right like that, just in, in like 60 seconds from. It was amazing. What? It's fascinating. So bizarre and so cool. And it's wow. so not our world. We've done a lot. We've been with a lot. We've fucked a lot. But I have never had a boyfriend, nor his ginger, that said, can you stick this metal rod down my fucking <laughs> how, no. how far down does it go? All the All way. All the way, like six inches. It, it goes way down. It just, the weight is at the tip, so it just naturally goes deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper. Oh, my God. It's fascinating. That's one thing about our business. Huh. There's so many different avenues in our business. And even Ginger and I have been around forever. I still see and learn something new every season of our Who Let the Girls Out, Ginger. Oh, well, and we always come up with, with such ideas that we just keep pushing that going across the line, pushing the boundaries <laughs> further and further and further. The first season was PG-13. Second season was like R-rated. Where are you Third now? Third season, NC R- and seventeen. <laughs> yeah. As everyone's getting some vaccines flowing into their systems, everything is going to be a little more open this year. Do you guys have big plans for this for recording for this season? We did what we wanted even during our our other three seasons. We had Rebecca Love on. We had uh, Jack Tabitha Lawrence. We had Tabitha Stevens. Stevens. We had mainstream actors. We had yeah. Jeremy uh, Spicer, the lead drummer from Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, nice. I was hoping you were going to say Sean Spicer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> after after uh, the other Dancing one. with the Stars, you know, and hiding in bushes, oh. you know, he hid between other bushes. He would be happy to tell everyone it's the most listened to podcast ever, period. Exactly. Yes. Got to come on. But so it didn't really stop us. There was one girl that wouldn't come on because of COVID, but we replaced her with a beautiful girl, Ember Snow. So really it's not, it didn't stop us. We still did our thing and knock on wood. You know, we were all safe. We just, you know, took precautions. And I mean, we trust our friends to tell us if they're not feeling well. That's the thing. If Tabitha Stevens or any of our guests said, you know, I have a cough or what, they'd be honest. Yeah. We can help. Yeah. So we threw caution to the wind and we were fine. And us, and most of our shows, you know, I mean, we have guests as often as we can, but a lot of our shows are just the two of us. And as far as the virus has gone and being quarantined and not quarantined and everything, I've only, I exposed myself to my boyfriend and Christy and that's it. You have a small bubble is what it comes down to. I yes. have a very like, small bubble. My son yeah, like my bubble in because I have a I, I live in a commune with about ten other people, so my bubble in my house is larger than your bubble. <laughs> That's wow. a big bubble. Yeah, it's terrifying when you have that many people in your house because you're like nobody can. Anytime people are like, I want to go out and meet another human, you're like, all right, if we let any rules change even a little, that automatically lets a ton more people yeah. into our bubble. So it's been, it's. I'm really glad one of the roommates started banging one of the other roommates because because that's cut down on two people going out and banging other people. I'm like, yes, yes, our bubble is tighter now. So, <laughs> so good. speaking of Patreon, we have some patrons to thank. You know, this 
new year. And this week, we want to thank... Mike Roberts, Yaman Chan, Dave, Rick, Wendy Cornwall, Thea May, Phil Thompson, Maurice Struble, Sonia Claire, Shane Wright, Ryan Shambley, Sam Montooth, Rowdy, Russell Smith, Matt, Rich, Peter, Brian Gowdy, Patrick Adamo, Kyle Washington, and so many others. And if you want to become a patron, see the video, full video version of this uh, and all of our reactions to all of these fun, insane stories, head on over to patreon.com slash twogirlsonmike or twogirlsonmike.com and hit the support button. Ginger and Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can our listeners find you? Ginger, you go first. You can find me on onlyfans.com slash blame it on ginger. I definitely want you to find me on patreon.com slash who let the girls out. Twitter is blame it on ginger. Sext Panther is ginger dash Lynn. Oh, and ginger Lynn art and ginger Lynn auctions. Nice. And mine is of course, patreon.com slash who let the girls out and my onlyfans.com slash Christy Canyon one, one, which is also my Twitter and sex Panther, Christy Canyon one, one. So plenty of places to find your girls. And Yvette, where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me as usual at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram and over at facebook.com slash Cybabe where I have my bi-weekly uh, live streams where I try to explain the universe, the COVID, the all the things with a side of dick jokes. And Alice, where can our listeners find you? And of course, all things the podcast. Guys, you can find me over on Twitter at Rational Blonde, but you can find the show at all places at TGOM Podcast. Of course, uh, aside from Patreon, you can leave us a review, a comment. We do love those. You know that. I hope you know that. Tell us you love us. Validate us. Like our daddies didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, that hits close to home. Um but also tell all of your friends, if you guys can't throw a dollar at the show, that's totally fine. Please tell your friends, your family, or your Zoom family, whomever. Tell all your friends who watch porn. So tell all your friends. Basically. So they can listen to us at tgompodcast.com or twogirlsonmike.com or just typing in Two Girls on Mike, you could find us. But we'll see you, of course, next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.